Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome to Face Connecticut, an in-depth look at today's issues. Good morning and welcome to Face Connecticut. I'm Morgan Cunningham on WTIC News Talk 1080, Light 100.5 WRCH, and also 96.5 TIC. While we are going to bring on two guests this week, I'd like to start off by saying that we need to do a recap because we're going to be talking about how Connecticut's been responding to the tragic earthquake in Turkey and Syria. So let's start off with a recap simply of what's been happening over the course of the last two weeks. The powerful 7.8 magnitude earthquake has become Turkey's deadliest disaster in modern history. We start with the death toll, which has been absolutely staggering. The Turkish Disaster Management Agency has updated the death toll from that powerful earthquake to over 38,000. That's in Turkey alone, raising the overall number of fatalities in both Turkey and Syria to over 41,000. The death toll is certain to increase further as search teams continue to retrieve more bodies amid the devastation. But even though that looks pretty dark and bleak, there is some good news. More survivors have been rescued. Nearly two weeks since the powerful earthquake struck, rescuers have been pulling men, women, and children out from the rubble. The latest rescues came as crews began clearing up debris in cities devastated by the earthquake. Some of the victims have been trapped and essentially buried alive for over 250 hours in some cases. The United Nations, meanwhile, is sending aid into Syria. A total of 143 trucks carrying aid from Turkey into northwest Syria have crossed the border since February 9th, that according to the U.N., some items brought over include tents, mattresses, blankets, winter clothes, cholera testing kits, essential medicines, and food from the World Food Program. As the U.N. Food and Agricultural Organization, FAO, says that it was working closely with Turkey to determine the steps needed to rehabilitate infrastructure in the agricultural sector damaged by the quake, including irrigation systems, roads, markets, and storage capacity. 
Bodies are going to their final resting places in the backdrop. At least over 1,500 bodies of Syrians have been brought back to Syria from Turkey for burial. The total number of bodies back to Syria for burial is about 1,745. Syrian survivors have also started to cross back from Turkey. Some 1,795 Syrians crossed from Turkey into Syria on Wednesday, the first day after Turkey issued a decision allowing Syrian refugees impacted by the earthquake to return to their country temporarily without losing their protected status in Turkey. Normally, if a Syrian holding protected status in Turkey were to cross into Syria without a permit, they would be considered by Turkish authorities to have relinquished their status as asylum seekers and would be required to surrender their protection cards and be banned from re-entry for five years. Spain is also taking 100 Syrians affected by the tragedy into their country. Now let's bring on Interim Vice President of Emergency Programs, Betsy Warfield, from Stanford-based AmeriCares. Yeah, thank you, Morgan, for having me. I'm happy to be here. Well, you guys got that tragic news, as did everybody else, about the Turkey that hit right in the area of Turkey and Syria. The response there has been so overwhelming from all kinds of agencies and all kinds of countries, including the U.S. How has AmeriCares responded to this and been involved? Yeah, so we have a response team on the ground in southern Turkey, organizing aid shipments, um, assessing health needs, and coordinating with international agencies, both national and local governments, and our partner organizations. Uh, the team is really looking to coordinate shipments of aid for our partners in Syria and Turkey and making sure that those health needs are met by the survivors of the earthquake. These teams, how do you guys form them and how do you get them where they need to be within a relatively fast period of time? Uh, that's a great question. You know, from our decades of experience with response and our ability to respond to over 30 disasters each year, you know, we have a strong set of emergency responders that are ready to go at any given point in time from our headquarters in Stanford, Connecticut, as well as a very large roster of subject matter experts that we can deploy across the globe to supplement our responses. Um, and those roster medical, or the roster of folks include medical professionals, logistics specialists, and other emergency management personnel. So when there's an earthquake like the one, the major magnitude one that hit Turkey and Syria, you guys are able to basically send a, somebody from all kinds of different areas and realms of expertise over there to deal with the crisis, correct? Yes. We look at kind of what the needs are and what type of incident has occurred. So for an earthquake, you know, we know what type of a team we want to send in for that initial assessment. Um, we knew that this was going to be important for our ongoing partners to have critical medicine and medical supplies. And so we sent a lot of logistics specialists and our emergency management professionals from uh, Stanford, Connecticut, as well as uh, a couple health professionals and mental health and psychosocial support um, counselors as well. Are these volunteers? We have a combination of staff that do deploy to support our response efforts, as well as volunteers on our global roster that supplement our teams on the ground. How do you guys find new people to join the team? Because I know you guys have been at this now for quite some time. And all of these disasters, they change and they come and they go. How do you guys build your team up to be ready for these kinds of incidents? It's a great question. We really kind of build our team around the needs that we continually see time and time again. Um, and we do kind of change that based on what we might have needed for a different capacity in a response. 
Uh, we do ongoing recruitment for certain roles within the roster. It is a formal application, even though they are volunteers. Um, but we do make sure that we're vetting the right type of person and kind of setting them up for success in the field and allowing us to be able to respond um, to many disasters. You know, as we respond to over 30 a year, we do use a lot of our uh, staff and roster to be able to do that. And so continually building that up and building those capacities while providing the necessary training um, and support for them is crucial to how we're able to respond. The police department in Naugatuck, Connecticut, just recently was doing a drive where they were accepting donations like toiletries, for instance, to be sent over for relief items to those who survived from the earthquakes. Are you guys accepting donations like that? Uh, The best way to support um, our efforts and response is actually through monetary donations. Uh, While we do support our partners with ongoing medicine and medical supplies, it comes from vetted vendors through our distribution center in Stanford, Connecticut, and we go through rigorous vetting and um, packaging in order to be able to ship that anywhere within the world or across the world. Um, So we don't take individual donations, but the best way to support is through monetary. How can people find out a little bit more about how to make a monetary donation? The best way for individuals to find out more about our response efforts and to kind of keep up with what we're doing and um, kind of what's happening on the ground is to go to our website at americares.org, and they can also make a monetary donation on our website as well. As Americares senior uh, is Americares interim vice president of emergency programs. Her name is Betsy Warfield. Happy to have Betsy on this morning. And Betsy, I'm curious about how you guys are able to do fundraising and generate this money in a time where there's such inflation that is pinching people's pockets. Yes, people are still being very giving. And I've talked to some charities and some organizations that say that people have actually been more generous this time around during inflation because it's hurting so many other people. Are you guys finding that to be the case? We are fortunate to have support of very dedicated donors. um, And we continue to see that support as we respond to over 30 disasters each year. Uh, So we, you know, continue to kind of provide our response efforts and share that with our donors and in turn um, are fortunate to have their ongoing support. Speaking about support, AmeriCares has been continuing to support efforts in Ukraine as well. So it's not just the Turkey and Syria, it's the ongoing situation in Ukraine. What's the update with that as of right now in 2023? Yes, we continue to have a team um, stationed in Poland that supports our ongoing response to the war in Ukraine. Uh, We're continuing to work with our longstanding partners within Ukraine and the surrounding countries such as Poland to provide medicine, medical supplies, um, mental health and psychosocial support capacity as well as um, other needs that they might need over the coming months and as long as we can are able to support them. How are you guys vetting all of the partnerships that you guys have in other parts of the world and making sure that these people and these organizations are in fact legitimate and helpful? Have you guys been working at these relationships for a long time? Yeah, AmeriCares has decades of experience with responses and through that we've built up ongoing response partnerships in various locations, which we continue to support even outside of disaster. Um, As an organization, we look to really keep them as part of our ongoing support and programming. And then we continue to utilize them and support them if something devastating does happen um, in their region and area. We do vet them uh, through various channels of kind of um, 
so America does have long-standing partners in various parts of the world, which we continue to support um, inside and outside of disasters. We do vet these partners and continue to engage with them even outside of, you know, incidents such as the earthquake or the war in Ukraine. In general, what's the history of AmeriCares, how you guys started and how you guys have grown after all these years? Um, so AmeriCares has been around for over 40 years, and we work to provide help to those affected by poverty and disaster. Uh, we've really strengthened this through our ability to respond to over 30 disasters each year and our decades of experience um, in being able to provide more than $20 billion in aid to over 164 countries, including the United States, um, since our founding. Betsy, thank you for the conversation. Now we're going to bring on Kristen Johnson. She handles communications for Connecticut's Better Business Bureau chapter, and we're going to talk about how you can protect yourself while giving to the earthquake efforts. Well, Kristen, this is one of those tragedies that, you know, when it happens, people are so excited and willing to be charitable and make donations to help victims in Turkey and Syria in this case. But yet you've got to be careful what you're doing and where you're giving your money or your goods to, don't you? You do, because unfortunately, scammers like to be where we are. They like to be where we're spending our money, and they will take advantage of people's hearts and people's open pocketbooks during times of tragedy. Well, what can some, what can their what can people do to look out for these kinds of tragedies? I'm looking at a number of suggestions from the Better Business Bureau, and one of them is to give to groups that are experienced, that have a good reputation. That's right. And Better Business Bureau actually accredits charities just like it does businesses. We have 20 charity standards that groups have to meet to be accredited with us. And we have a list of over two dozen charities that are on the ground, that have boots on the ground in the affected areas that meet those requirements. So you can actually go to give.org and read about each of those charities. But it's important to donate to groups that have experience like this and even more important to donate to groups that have boots on the ground. Many well-intentioned charities will set up in times of need, but they don't actually have a way of getting your donation to those who are affected. If you donate to a charity that already has boots on the ground, that is the fastest way to get your donation to the people who need it the most, because that charity knows who needs it the most, and they can get it to them the quickest. Kristen, how does the BBB make these partnerships overseas? So we don't necessarily partner with charities. What we do is we accredit them. So we actually go through, they have to meet, there's some governance and some oversight, and they have to meet all different things, everything from their board size to their board compensation. They have to have an effectiveness policy. They have to show us their program expenses, their fundraising expenses, and audit reports. So we go through all of these, and then once they meet the criteria, at that point, then they are listed on give.org. Now, what we do in times of specific tragedies, whether it be an earthquake or a tornado or a hurricane, is then we look at those charities that have the boots on the ground, that have been accredited, who are collecting donations for that specific incident, and that's where we come up with our list. What does it mean to look for a clear appeal? So you want to make sure the person or the group you're donating to is up front, that they're clear about how your money is going to be spent. And be leery if they say 100% of your donation is going to the charity because 
every charity has expenses. I mean, even if you give a credit card donation, there's an associated fee. You know, there's always some overhead. So if they say 100% is going to that charity or, or the people who are affected by this incident, that is a red flag. Could you talk a little bit about the dangers of crowdfunding, what to look out for with crowdfunding? So crowdfunding really should only be used with people you know. So if your neighbor calls you and says, hey, I'm, I have an uncle in the affected area. I'm raising money. Can you go uh, on this crowdfunding website and donate to me and I'll get those, that money over to him? That's one thing. But if you go on these crowdfunding sites and you just donate to someone that you don't actually know, you have to be extra careful. You want to read that site's uh, policies and procedures. Make sure they're vetting the post first. And if someone says, well, I'm doing donating all of these, um, I'm taking all the donations and giving them to the Red Cross. Just cut out the middleman and donate to the Red Cross yourself if that's what you'd like to do. Research the specific charity and just donate to that specific charity. Then you don't even have to worry about the crowdfunding site. We're hearing about groups that are taking money only. We're also hearing from groups that are accepting goods like toiletries. Does that make a difference? Could you do either or what does that mean? Donating money is really the quickest way to help because those boots on the ground, again, they can use their money for what they know is needed the most. And it's much easier to send money than it is to send clothing or canned goods or anything like that. It's often very well-intentioned, but there's difficulty in getting it. First of all, we're talking about a place that's an ocean away, right? So you have to get it all the way over there, and then you have to get it to the people who need it the most. I mean, it's going to take a long time, whereas if you get the money over there, they can get the supplies much quicker and get them to those people in need immediately. How do you verify the trustworthiness of a charity? So you want to go to give.org. That's BBB's Wise Giving Alliance. That's the nonprofit end of BBB. And that's where you can read those standards for charity accountability. You can see who that we have posted are, are, are there right now um, collecting donations, um, have the boots on the ground. You can read a little bit about each charity, and, and you can look at the Wise Giving Alliance, Alliance, I should say, and see who's met those standards and how they've met those standards for relief. Has the BBB in Connecticut heard of any scams related to the Turkey-Syria donation effort? We haven't yet. I think it's just so new. But I can tell you, you know, last year with Ukraine, there were a, a number of scam tracker reports from people in Connecticut who had unfortunately given money to scammers. Um, we've seen it with hurricanes. Uh, we've seen it with smaller fundraisers as well uh, in different communities. So it's something you definitely have to be mindful of. Unfortunately, you wouldn't think in times of tragedy that something like this could happen, but it happens all too often. Kristen Johnson with the Connecticut Better Business Bureau this morning on Face Connecticut. I'm curious, Kristen, if people do come across a scam or if they think that they're becoming the target of one, how do they go about reporting it? Go to bbb.org slash scam tracker. You can fill out a report. That's how we find out about these scams. And that is the tool we use to educate others when something's happening so others can be mindful. So that's a great way to warn other people. Even if you haven't lost money, but you've been targeted by a scam, you want to get the word out. Another question that I always like to ask, if you're donating online to a trusted authority... Do you use a credit card? Do you use a debit card? Or does it not matter? Always use a credit card that offers you the most 
protection. And if the organization will not take a credit card, that is a red flag. If they're asking you to pay with a peer-to-peer app like Venmo, if they're asking you to pay with um, a prepaid debit card, those are red flags. Because a credit card, what will happen is if you use your credit card, and then you can dispute it with your credit card company. If you use a debit card, you have to wait for the bank to get that money back. And if you use any of the other types of payment, less traditional types of payment, you can consider that cash. And it's not coming back. Once it's gone, it's gone. Peer-to-peer apps should only be used with people you know. Is there anything else you'd like to add at this time about donating to Turkey and Syria's earthquake relief? I, I just think it's really important to do your research. Just like we say with anything that you're purchasing, you always want to do your research. If you feel pressured to give, that is a red flag. Any good charity out there will accept your donation as much tomorrow as it will today. If they won't give you the time to do your research and think about where you want to spend your money, that's a red flag. Kristen, thank you so much for coming on this morning. I really appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. Anytime. Thanks for having us. Thank you, Kristen. Now, WTIC reached out to the American Red Cross and its Connecticut chapter to talk about relief efforts globally to Turkey and Syria. The Connecticut Red Cross chapter declined our interview, but they did send us a statement about the whole situation. And it reads, quote, At the American Red Cross, our hearts go out to those impacted by this deadly earthquake. Thousands of people have tragically lost their lives, and there has been significant damage to infrastructure across the region. Inclement weather and treacherous road conditions continue to complicate relief efforts, and hospitals are filling quickly. As the window of time rapidly narrows to save lives, Red Cross and Red Crescent teams are urgently working to rescue thousands remaining trapped beneath rubble. Thousands of Red Cross and Red Crescent responders are providing shelter, food, water, blood, emergency aid supplies, medical care, and mental health support in the hardest-hit areas. Teams are also working diligently to help reconnect loved ones separated as a result of the crisis. Syrian Arab Red Crescent responders are working at warehouses in Damascus on a massive operation to ship goods to those in desperate need in the north of the country. At this time, the American Red Cross has not received blood product requests from Turkey or Syria and therefore is not collecting blood in the United States to go to those affected by the devastating earthquake. The American Red Cross will only ship blood products outside of the U.S. adhering to appropriate regulatory guidelines following a specific request from government or an affected National Red Cross or Red Crescent Society. The American Red Cross stands by to offer support in the weeks and months to come. To find out more about the Global Red Cross and Red Crescent response, please visit the American Red Cross website. And that website is redcross.org. That's redcross.org. I'm Morgan Cunningham, and this has been our Face Connecticut for the week of February 19th, 2023. Thank you for listening. Face Connecticut is a production of the News and Public Affairs Department of WTIC Radio. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.